Hey everyone, welcome back to The Gathering Movement. I am here today with Elise Marie and we're gonna be talking all about being authentically yourself. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to be here with you because from the moment that we met, it felt like you have always been yourself. You show up like yourself, like that is in everything you talk about, being yourself. So first and foremost, let's take a, a trip down memory lane. And I'd love for you to share, you know, what allowed you to know yourself the most? Um, I think for me, it's been like a mission since I can remember. Like I remember at like nine years old writing these poems about wanting people to see me and honor who I was. And so it's always been like a battle, but I think even back to my earliest memories, I was always just really honest. I think it's part of my soul's mission. And so for me, there was never like an option. Even if you ask my family, um, the other night I was at my sister's house and we were, she was sharing stories about when I was a kid. And even then I was just always who I was. Like it was just, it was just something that it was just never a question. Um, I always wanted to be seen for just who I was. And so as I learned and was conditioned as I grew up, it was a constant battle for me, right? Like who I want to be and who I feel like I'm supposed to be. And it was this constant battle. And I always felt like I towed the line. I wanted to show up as myself, but I also wanted to honor what other people thought I should be. And then at some point in my 30s, I said, fuck this. <laughs> Excuse my language, but I was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. I dyed my hair pink and I got tattoos and I said, this is, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to show up as. And the more I did, it was kind of like an addiction, right? Like the more I stepped into myself, the more I was like, oh, I like this person. I like this version of myself. I like this space for myself. And then I saw that it offered other people the same space to do that for themselves, to show up as themselves. And so then I was holding this space for other people, which is something I've always wanted. And so as I showed up more authentically, people were like, oh, I can show up more authentically too. And so then it created this really amazing space that I just wanted to live in. It's funny, like the more that we just embrace who we are in like our quirkiness. I remember I used to say like, if you're not weird, you're weird. Like we're all weird. So we need to just like embrace our weirdness, our quirkiness. And just like you said, it almost became um, a, a part of you and it, it started to grow and grow because the more that you embraced yourself, the more people were like, wow, like I like what you're doing. Like I see you too. Um, I'm curious for you because you are a master healer. You're a healer for healers. When did the healing component of your work start to come into your life? I think that it has been something that I have always done. Like I remember as a child, my dad asking me to come with him to go and see. My dad was a deacon in the Catholic Church. And so we would go and pray over people. I remember my dad asking me to go with him. I remember people always telling me like, you give the best hugs you know, because I would hold that space for them. Those like long, tight hugs where you feel like a little bit of you is shifting when those space, mm -hmm. when that space happens is just something that I love more than life itself. And so, um, you know, I've been doing it for as long as I can remember, but I don't think I even stepped into owning that honesty until maybe two years ago. 
I started my full healing journey and I was like, oh, this is just part of who I am. When I, when I come into space with someone, like I naturally just try to take your negative energy and try to cleanse it and clear it and send it back into the universe. It's just something I've always done. As I've learned, it's something that I'm here to do. And so when I realized that I was like, I have this unnatural affinity for wanting to make people better. So the next step was for me to step into this space of just learning different healing modalities. And when I did that, when I started opening up, the universe was like, the sky's the limit. Like, what do you want to learn? <laughs> what do you want to remember? It wasn't even like, what do you want to learn? It was, what do you want to remember? Because as I began tapping into things, my Akashic records just blew open. And I started understanding so much about how I worked. And my team was very much, my team of light was very much like, oh, if you want to learn things, that's fine. If you need a certification and you need a piece of paper, but honestly, all you need to do is tell us that you need to remember. And when you mm -hmm. ask us to remember, we're just going to have you tap into these things because I've just done it for so many lifetimes that it's already coded in my DNA. It's already here and with me. <clears throat> Something that you're saying about remembering really strikes a chord with me because I feel deep within my soul as well that we all have the, it's always already here. It's already encoded within us. And it's not that we need to seek answers outside of ourselves. Like we have the answers within. So I'd be curious for you to share. I'm sure people are listening to this that maybe don't understand that, or maybe they're just, they've never experienced or even heard people talk about it like that. So what does this remembering look like for people? I think about it as like those little aha moments that so many of us just totally dismiss. Those were key for me. When I started really tapping into those moments, those like deja vu moments, or those moments where something felt like home. I don't know if that's another thing that other people really resonate with. For me, that feeling of home is such an important thing. When something feels like it sits so naturally in my body, I know that it's something that I'm remembering. Right. Like when I started tapping into healing, I was like, oh, this is just it just feels like home. It feels like something that flows naturally. And I tapped into light code. It was like I just needed to like turn on the faucet, you know, like I needed to just start the water flow. And as soon as I did, that, it just felt like I was coming home to my body. And I think that the universe is always giving us these little nuggets to help us understand that we're not really learning anything. We're remembering things. And they come in forms of deja vu or these aha moments that we have with ourselves or things that just light us up inside. I think sometimes we dismiss those things. We dismiss those little moments that light us up inside, you know, like a hug, right? Like how many times have you hugged someone and you're like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. But then you just dismiss it, right? Like you don't understand that like that human to human connection is helping you remember something. It's helping you tap into something. And so when we start honing in on those small moments for ourselves, that's when we start to sort of key into this idea of remembering. And I think too, it's really understanding our humanness, like really understanding that there's a human part of ourselves, but there's also a soul level part of ourselves. We didn't come here as a blank slate. Our body came here as a blank slate. Our mind came here as a blank slate, but our soul came here as a fully formed being. And so when it attached to our body, 
of course it brought rememberings with us. And that's what it's asking us to do while we're here. Like we're asking to tap into those rememberings so that we can bring our wisdom to this lifetime. Like that's why we're here. That's why all of us are walking this earth right now. Like we're not here just solely for our human experiences. Like we're looking to merge the two. And so when we can do that, that's when we really tap into our true rememberings because the parts of our humanness plus the parts of our soul is what makes this perfect puzzle piece of our identity, of what we're supposed to do while we're here. And so when we can put all of those things together, that's when we're like, oh my God, like we don't need anything else to bring us home because in our body, we have everything that we've been searching for. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And there's something really powerful about your presence. And I just have to acknowledge it. Um, because we have some like comments coming in. Um, Kirban Devi is saying, I am home. Joanna is saying, I love this. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'll definitely watch the rest later. And Kirban Devi is again saying, I remember. So there's something extremely activating about your presence and your being. And it's almost when you speak more comes out, but you don't even need to speak, right? For like people to, to feel it. I'm just, I have to acknowledge that for a moment because just thank you for like showing up in this in earth incarnation to share this powerful, powerful message. Like, thank you. Um, mm. Thank you. Yeah. I it's wanna... so funny. I, I'm just going to share one little thing. I was sitting here a few minutes ago and I'd had a call with a potential client. And then my husband and I were talking and I found a feather on the table and I was like, on my dining room table, there's a feather. Like, we live in an artist household, so we have lots of things around. But, like, it happened on the table right in front of me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've been, I don't want to say struggling, but I've been going through some things the last, like, it's been about a month. So I was like, oh, this is exactly the sign that I needed. Yesterday morning, there was a morning dove sitting on our deck, like, in this perfect little space. I was just like, man, the universe is just constantly <laughs> reminding me that I'm in the space that I'm supposed to be in. And no matter how hard it feels sometimes to be human, because that's the part that's hard, right? Like the human part is the hard part. And so when sometimes it feels hard to be human, it's like not dismissing those little moments, like the feather on my table that I could have easily just been like, oh, we were probably doing crafts or whatever. <laughs> you know, like instead of being like, I see your message. I honor this space right now of you saying, you know, we see you. And so when I started sharing this message, I was, you know, sometimes things come out and it's supposed to be for me too. <laughs> and so you asked me earlier, don't open the channel. And I'm like, <laughs> the universe is going to do what it's going to do. And here it is just like flowing out. And I'm like, wow, I've never even had this conversation before. Like I've never said these things out loud before. And so it's powerful for me to, to live in my own space, which I think is something that we really need to honor. And that's one of the things about being authentically you, like it's powerful for other people for me to hold that space for you, but it's powerful for me too, to hold that space for myself. And sometimes we dismiss that part of holding space for ourselves. It's mm -hmm. such a powerful activation in that. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it's funny because before we started the the show today, we talked about like 
humanness and just like going through things and you're right this is such a piece of being authentically yourself and i think this is where a lot of people get frustrated because the, the human inclination is not it's not always rainbows and daisies we tend to have i like to see it like this giant wave and like we're trying to start <laughs> sometimes the wave knocks us down um sometimes we get right back up but can you talk a little bit more about like what is the soul like how would you describe that because i think people are like curious but they just don't even understand they don't understand how would you describe it i think of the soul as like the icloud right like you're tapping in to this big wealth of knowledge and you store things there you tap in you download things from there but it also is like it's just there like you don't really understand it you don't understand how it works it's just there but when you allow yourself to really tap into it and utilize it for all of its capacity you begin to like understand how it works and how powerful it is and pretty soon you're like you just find yourself in 100 surrender to this idea that like you made this plan you chose to be here like you chose this body you chose this family you chose this life like you might not have chosen your trauma but you knew what kind of trauma you needed when you came here you also brought your guardian angel and your spirit team and all of this support and this light team support brought all of the other people into your life right the physical people so me meeting you was not like this you know, weird thing this was like okay, you need this thing to happen in your life, you know? And so as my friend always says, it's kind of like a timeline and we're all going to run this timeline, but the, the universe knows when to make things pop up on your timeline so that you're in the right place at the right time for the right things to happen. And so we say, oh, it's a matter of coincidence. It's like, yes and no. It's a coincidence that we did all of the stuff that we needed to do to get to that space, but the universe has our back and they're saying, even if you take a different path, this stuff has to happen. And so it starts to pop up. So the soul is like this, you know, huge iCloud that's always working, even when we're sleeping. And even when we're, you know, not functioning, when our body needs to rest because we're human, our soul is this being that exists because it's attached to us. And it wanted to come to this earth and have human experiences but it also wanted to bring you this wealth of knowledge that allows you to make your human life the best it can possibly be. That's it's the soul's mission. The soul's mission is to help you get to the space where your human life can be the best it can be, where you can be happy, where the experiences that you can have can really help further you on your path, not just in your human life, but in your soul's life in your soul's mission, in your purpose might not be for this lifetime. It might be for the next lifetime, but it's all, you know, cataloging itself and keeping in this space. That's just amazing. And every time I tap into it, every time I access the records um, and I didn't understand exactly how deep my connection was to records for a long time. And now it's funny because I always talk about my brain being like a filing cabinet. Um, <laughs> because I can like hear people physically flipping through papers when I need to like, talk about stuff. Um, and it's like being able to tap into this iCloud, this Akashic Records, this Google search is like this amazing power that so many of us don't 
even take into account in our life because we're just so used to only using our human brain, which is not really that powerful (laughs) (laughs) by itself. You know, like it's only powerful when you actually hook it into the iCloud and allow yourself to access all of this information that you brought with you. Your brain by itself is nothing but a jumble of crap, (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better word. I love this. I love this so much. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, so as you're saying this, I'm I'm thinking like back to the purpose of like not only this talk show, but also like the book Legacy Speaks. It's about empowerment. It's about, you know, we all have these challenges and a lot of the women inside of the book and a lot of the people I've interviewed have dealt with something, experienced something in this human incarnation. And they chose, they chose to see it to transmute it, to absorb it, to handle it, to navigate it. And like, it allowed them to move forward. And I think this piece of like personal responsibility and sovereignty and empowerment is like so important right now, especially too. So I'm curious, like how you feel when someone is living authentically as themselves, when someone's connected to their soul and their guides, how does that allow them to live a more empowered life? I think that the more we live authentically, the more we live the life that we are meant to live, there's less there's less garbage for us to weed through. There's less stuff. We're not carrying so much baggage. You know, we we can just live freer. And so when you live lighter, when you live freer, when you don't feel like you're trudging through quicksand to get to every situation, you're just able to move through things faster. It's so easy as humans to get stuck in situations. And I think that's what, you know, living authentically does for you. It's a little bit more like walking on water as Mm -hmm. opposed to trudging through mud. And that's the part that we, you know, that we want, right? Like Jesus didn't walk on water because he wanted to show us how great he was at life or how, you know, powerful he was. He wanted to show us how powerful we are. As humans, we can walk on water if we choose to. Like, that's the power of us. And so when we take that and we really internalize that, the more authentically we can live as ourselves, the more we can walk on water, the easier it gets to move through life. Like, had I gone through this difficult situation two years ago, I would have been out of commission. Like, I wouldn't have been able to function. I wouldn't have known what to do with myself. You know, it's possible I would have found myself back in a suicidal place because it's hard work, right? Now, I don't think I would have been here because I think the universe would have understood that I wasn't ready for this. But had it happened, had I not tapped into myself and relearned my authentic self and remembered so much about who I was meant to be, I don't know if I would have made it through some of the stuff that I'm going through now because I'm ready. And I think that's what being authentic does for you. It helps you be ready. Because you've remembered, you've remembered all this soul wisdom that you brought here for a specific reason. And so it just gives you so many tools to walk through your de- your daily life, to move through things, to learn from things, right? Instead of getting stuck in them, we're able to learn from them. And that's the beauty of living authentically. It's like, I can learn from these things. Life lesson comes up and I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. 
<laughs> yes, I'm ready to take it on. Like I'm ready to like see what wisdom it has for me. I'm ready to surrender surrender to it if I need to or whatever comes up. Like I know how to do it and I'm ready for it. And I think that's the part. So often in life we feel blindsided. We feel so blindsided by our human existence that we just spend so long spinning out of control because we've been blindsided and we don't we're not comfortable in that space. We're not comfortable being blindsided. When you step into your authentic self, you're no longer blindsided because you start to tap into this space where you're like, this is exactly what I need to go through right now. I today I was thinking about that, like, why am I going through all this stuff? And then it mm -hmm. I heard in my voice, like being authentically you. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm led to this space for a specific reason. Like going through what I'm going through is just getting me to that space to remove one more thing so that I can be more authentic myself. And for me, that's shedding my conditioning. That's releasing my programming. That's undoing my shame, letting go of all of that baggage and burden that I've been carrying. But I had to get to a specific space before I was ready to really tap into some of that stuff because it's big and it's like that comfortable blanket that you've been living in for so long only ready to step out of that space after certain things happen to us after we get to a certain understanding with ourselves and getting to your authentic pieces is when you really tap into that space and feel comfortable saying i don't need this blanket anymore mm. i don't need these things anymore because I have everything I already need. I just have to allow myself that space, hold that space for myself and just surrender to the fact that this blanket isn't helping me. I have to take a moment to also like acknowledge you because I think about, it's easy for us to run away in these moments, you know, to, to hide, to, and I know myself, I've noticed some of my pattern is avoidance. Like I don't want to show up for the things that I wish so badly for. Right. And I, I really want to honor this moment because I think this is like true leadership coming through. It's like, we're here talking about being authentically you. And you're also talking about like, Hey, I'm in the shit with you all. Like we're all here together, like moving and grooving, living life and just doing the best that we can. And I think for us to embrace that, that that's part of our authentic nature to like be able to move through this gracefully and speak about it. I think that's really, really powerful. I think that's such an important thing. I know that when I started my journey, it was really hard to see all these people on social media living these fantastic lives and only showing up when they felt 100% ready to show up and just showing this glamorous, beautiful life. You know, look at all my manifestations, look at all this stuff. Yeah, but there's so much baggage that got you to that space. That's the part that I want to show people because that's the space that I want to hold for people because I think it's such an empower, it's such a powerful space. And I especially want to hold it for people who have already been on their journey. They've done sort of, you know, their first round of healing. But the second round, the third round of healing that happens when you are ready to really peel back those onion layers and get to the core, that's the part of space I want to hold for people because that's the space we don't talk about. That's the space that people want to do in private. And 
we're talking about sovereignty and you know our own empowerment and all these things but i think the important part is community that's the thing that i'm as i peel down my layers i spent a lot of my life living a sovereign life and feeling empowered within myself and in my own space and all this kind of stuff the key part that i was missing was community it was friendship it was all of these things that like i never realized how important it was until i started really leaning into my my team of light and i was like wow i have this amazing spiritual community that's always at my beck and call that's always sitting at my table but i lack the human connection that my body is longing for this is what my body is here for i incarnated because i needed human connection and so that's the piece that was missing for me and so as we get further and further on our journey i feel like sometimes that's the part we get further and further away from because we're leaning into this sovereign space. And so that's what the book did for me. Like sister spaces is like the hardest space in the world for me. <laughs> I cry just thinking about it. And the people, the women that I have met, the change I've seen in myself when putting myself in this situation is immense because I opened myself up to the idea of community. I opened myself up to women to be seen by other women is extremely hard for me that is like my number one wall goes up you know like you need to get through this barrier <laughs> before i let you into my space because i have been burned and so for me like getting people like me who are already in their healing mess that are looking to go to that next level of healing that's where my genius comes in that's where i really can help people is because I can help you learn to be more authentically you. I can help you, you know, feel better in your own skin because I can help you understand the way that your parts work, the way that you work as a whole being. And I think that that's like, that's the key, right? Like as we step into this, like saying, you know, I have done a lot of healing work. I'm nowhere near finished but I need help in that space too. And so when we can hold that higher vibrational help to get into healing, it's like, it's mind blowing. It's so mind blowing. And I love seeing that transformation of people who didn't even think that that next level was possible for them. I think you just like articulate, I don't just think, you just articulated that so beautifully. Like I see you, I see you, I see you, I see myself in you. Um, your words are just so healing. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about some of the modalities that you, that are just kind of part of you. Cause I know that that's how you describe it. Like they're not outside of you. You don't have to call them in. You don't have to, you don't do anything externally. Like it's within you. So you use a whole bunch of healing modalities. You connect to a whole bunch of guides, Mary Magdalene, Jesus. Can you share a little bit about some of these, these healing modalities? Sure. So I started with Reiki. I started like really simple, like everyone else. I started with Reiki and then I did Lumerian healing, which um, really helped me happy into a different space and I love Lumerian healing it's not something a lot of people talk about but I love it because it's so warm it's like this thing that like totally taps you right back to love and to the earth and like mm -hmm. just really grounds you into your space and makes you want to just like sink into this hammock and like fall into it and just completely surrender to what the universe has to give you 
And so I think those are really great foundational things. And then I learned a Cosma and light language. Um, and then I really tapped into my voice. Like I sing a lot pretty much through my entire session. And as I've really like remembered, I just, you know, show up to every healing session a little bit differently. However it needs to show up, it's exactly how Uh, um, so those are kind of like my, my main things. I love a Cosmo because for me, it brings in my most powerful guides all in one. Mary Magdalene, Jesus, and Mother Mary are like three of my main homies. I've been using them since I was children and they're kind of always just hanging out on my couch. <laughs> so I love a Cosmo for that reason, because it really does tap into their highest potential, but it's also just 100% unconditional love, which is something that everyone needs a little bit more of. And I feel like it really deals with your org field. Like it's not just dealing with your body and your chakras. It really deals with your whole org field. And so that's like this multi-layered part of intuitive healing. It's like, I already have all of these things. And when I find something new, my light team's like, yes, Yes, we can just turn it on, right? Like, it's just like another, you know, like another um, fuse in our fuse box. They just turn it on, like it's been turned off. They're like, oh, you remember? Cool, turn it on. And so I just kind of surrender to the process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm quiet and I'm just healing and I'm just in the space with people. Sometimes I'm guiding you through a meditation and just spending that space with you, like really giving you a visual thing like writing is kind of one of my things for me it was part of my healing process um I used to use Instagram and now I have sort of dived into the world of blogging which I love but I I write the way that I talk and I mm -hmm. heal the way that I talk I give you these very clear visuals and I really want people to like have a clear vision of what's happening when when I'm healing if that's what they call for some people don't. Some people just call for this quiet space where you're just maybe listening to me chant or maybe listening to me say light language or I'm guiding you through it and telling you individually. Like sometimes I'm stitching parts of you back together. You know, sometimes I'm healing your endocrine system. Like everyone has a little bit different because we're all in a different space on our journey. And so when you can pull in all of these modalities and really just allow your team and my team to do their work, it's pretty intense mm. it feels like exciting intense though like the most amazing amazing thing ever and one of my regular clients calls it the spiritual spa ah! like, <laughs> just never know what treatment I'm showing up for but it's like the spiritual spa and I just love that because I think that perfectly articulates what it's like it's like you're, you've signed up for, you know, a surprise treatment and you're going to show up and whatever treatment you need is going to be there. And when it's done, you're going to be like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> hell yes. Mm -hmm. I know that when you and I had connected a while back, but when we connected around the book, I was super excited to connect with you because of Mary Magdalene and I, I started feeling her coming into my space. There were so many signs um, in my own world that she was, she was looking to be seen by me, my team. 
So I'm curious for people who are who are on this journey, who are looking to connect with their guides, their spirit team, Jesus Christ, how do they do it? Just say yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, just crack yourself wide open. Tell them yes. I call it like opening the door, right? Like so many of us have all of these layers of things on our doors. Just start opening them one by one. Sometimes you just need to leave your locks unlocked. Sometimes you need a visual reference. Sometimes you just, you know, you need those things like I'm open. Sometimes when I'm home and I'm feeling closed off, I'll just open my door outside. Like I just open my door. And I just mm -hmm. tell the universe, like, I'm open and I'm ready for you to come in. And I need this physical representation. If we, you know, for me, when I started learning about my guides, journaling was really my best way of doing it. My channeling started through writing and doing my channeled affirmations was like a great way for me to connect on a daily basis. Um, and I think that repetition is really important when you're first learning um, because you start to see them. They talk different than you do. They have different messages, but also honoring the things that come into your brain that you're like, I couldn't possibly know that. That couldn't possibly be something within me. Honoring that for yourself saying, oh, I am getting the messages. Because I was so keen to just be like, I don't know where that came from. It's like, no, that came from something. And that came probably from your guides and really just Allowing yourself to stop disbelieving that you're worthy of that space is so important because guides, goddesses, angels are so literal because they have been shut out so many times. They need the literal representation. So they need you to say, like, I'm open. Like if for every week, for every day in a week, you just said, I'm open and gave yourself five breaths and allowed yourself to hold that space of being open to receive, or I'm open for my guides to come in, they're gonna show up because they're they're clamoring to be able to help you. Because they came, you chose them to support you. You chose them to come here. So when we spend 90% of our life telling them, we don't need you, or we don't hear you, they're like, what do you mean? You chose us. So as soon as you open yourself up, they're like, yes, yes, please. We're here. And so it's, I know it sounds so simple, but you really just have to start asking them to come in. Hmm. Hmm. This feels really full circle. because One of the things that you shared in the beginning of the show today was, you know, just starting to notice like the small ahas, like those little things, the little like nuggets, little you know, droppings, breadcrumbs on your trail. And it's like the same thing here. It's not complicated yet. The human mind tends to overcomplicate mm. these things. So it sounds like simplicity is really important here. It sounds like a simple invitation is really important here. What else? What else am I missing? I think the important, like the really key aspect is to stop saying no to yourself. We are trained to say no. We are trained to say, I'm not worthy, or you need someone else's justification, or you need validation from an outside source, right? When you get that validation within yourself, you're like, hmm, you question it. When someone else gives it to you, you're like, yes, of course. When you stop saying no to yourself, 
um, to your nudges, to your intuition, to the things that show up, like the feather on my table, when you stop saying no to those things and you start saying yes, and you start sinking into them, my little trick is always like, if something pops into my brain, I like pull it down into my heart space and see if it sticks. If it sticks in my heart space, that's mine. That's from my soul. That is wisdom. That is something I know. That is something I need to act on. If it feels like it's going to just, my heart is rejecting it, like then no, I'm done with this. I don't have space. I can't hold that. If I can't hold on to it in my heart space, because this is our true brain, right? Our true brain is our heart. This is where our soul connects. This is where our wisdom lies. If it doesn't stick in our heart, it's not worth having. If it sticks in our brain, question it. Mm. Because your brain is just a filing cabinet. It doesn't know anything besides what happened to you on this earth. Your brain does not house your soul's wisdom. Your heart does. So if it's resonating in your brain, I seriously question it. So when I hear things that I know are from my brain, I'm like, ego, I'm going to put you in right now. <laughs> Shadow self, like we need to have a conversation because this is where our human part comes in. This is our human connection is in our brain, our soul connections in our heart. And so when we start saying yes, we start using this heart space. We start accessing our true soul's wisdom through the yeses. Our nose is just our brain. I just wrote that down because I like needed to like catch that. And I don't even, I think I'm going to have to go back into the interview. <laughs> and actually feel it. Yeah. Um, and that was gorgeous. That, I mean, soul level resonance with that. It's just like, yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Um, that distinction I think is really helpful for people too, because we live in a society where we're taught to think things through. We're taught to like, you know, be logical, next step, next step. But you're guiding us back to the heart, which is the true wisdom. The true wisdom is in the heart. And Kirby and Debbie is saying, the victory is in the heart. The victory is in the heart. Totally. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. I have a really hard time when people say mind, body, soul. It's mm-hmm. like, really, it should be heart, body, soul. Like, this is where things should really resonate. Because our mind is, <laughs> our, is just earthly. When we, when we leave this earth, our mind does not reincarnate. It downloads to the iCloud, but it doesn't reincarnate. So when we come, our brain is a clear slate, but our heart is full. Our heart knows. So this is the mind that we need to tap into, the mind of our heart. And I think that's where we find our true authentic self is in that heart space. And we are so taught to live up here as opposed to down here. So when we tap into our authentic self, we start living from this heart space. This is where things feel good. Mm-hmm. This is where there are no little voices of doubt or self-deprecation or um, you know, negative thoughts. There's no negative thoughts inside your heart. There's mm-hmm. nothing, none of that resonates here. If you think a bad thought, it doesn't resonate in your heart. It stays up here. So it's loud because it's right by your ears but it doesn't stick it doesn't stick in your heart. It doesn't sit in your authentic self. And I think that's the important part. This is where the yeses come in. You know, like, that's why I always say question the no's because the no's are up here. Like I said, you're hearing them because it's right here by your ears. So you're like, the no's are loud, 
but the yeses are quiet and full mm-hmm. and like this heart space where you like the yes feels good most of the time sometimes the no feels good sometimes it's coming from your heart space because your body knows your soul knows better but most of the time when we're talking to ourselves it's the yeses that really resonate with us Mm-hmm. Ah, leaving it all in. Yeah, that was a beautiful reminder, and I feel that. I know that everyone listening to this can can feel that and really resonate with that. Even if they don't understand it mentally, they can they understand it on a deep soul level. Totally. So, what is next for you? Number one, we have Legacy Speaks coming out, and like, yes, ooh. ooh. How are we I feeling? cannot wait to read all the chapters. Like, I'm just so excited to see how the book comes together. Like now learning some more about the other women and like feeling their stories. Like, even though I haven't heard many of them, I've heard a few people read little snippets and it's like, oh my gosh, their story is so important, right? And I was so scared about not sharing my story, but showing up for my story. Like, I've always known, and if you read my chapter, you'll hear, like, I've always known that I was meant to show up and tell my story. And it's something that I do vulnerably, like vulnerability is probably one of my biggest gifts, something that I do very easily. Um, So it wasn't sharing my story that was scary, showing up for myself was scary. (laughs) Showing up amongst 25 women was really scary. Um, And so you know, I want to take the book and like, just show people what um, is available for them. Like, I feel like that's what this book is about, right? Like us telling our legacy is showing people what's available for you. So often we believe that like happiness isn't available for us or like this, you know, these aha moments aren't available for us. And I feel like my chapter really invites you to understand that it's really, really available for you. And so I'm excited for that to be in the world. Um, And I feel like this chapter was a really big door opening for me. One of my coaches has been telling me for a while that there's a course that needs to be birthed. And I've been feeling it kind of on the back burner, but not feeling quite ready to sit in that world. (laughs) I feel like... For a long time, I was only comfortable in one-on-one spaces. The idea of like having a group of people, of course, showing up with me was really, really hard. I didn't feel, I didn't feel prepared to talk to many women at one time. I'm really good at one-on-one connection. I'm not good in group settings, or I didn't feel like I was good in group settings because my mind has shifted. So I don't want to say I'm not anymore. Um, I, I didn't feel prepared for that. I felt really scared for that because as much as I want to be seen because I want to be authentic, being seen is still really scary when I am in a big group setting or it was, and now I feel really prepared for it. So I know that there's a course coming very soon. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm also on this sort of new health journey, which is rewriting my relationship with food. And mm-hmm. I know that this is a big calling for me. I've been feeling it for a while and I know that I needed to take the journey to be able to help other people do it. Um, but I believe everything in life is custom and I'm crying just thinking about it. So 
<laughs> I think that everything in life is custom. It needs to be custom. There is no one size fits all. There is no set plan. That's There is no formula. There literally is no formula for life. And so that's the space that I love to hold for people. I love to hold this custom intuitive space for people. And I know that one of the next things coming up is going to be helping people in their health journey. Not just, you know, from someone who has been plus size her whole life going on this new health journey. It's rewriting my relationship with food. But I've also encountered many, many women who are on the exact opposite side of the spectrum. And they're also needing to rewrite their relationship with food or with diet culture or with workout or whatever it is. So I know that that's on the horizon at some point is to help people rewrite this story for themselves and finding the thing that works for them. Because I think there is a thing for every person. And sometimes it takes a lot of no's to find the yes. And that's the space I'm in. It's taken me a lot of no's to find the space, the thing that really feels like I'm actually able to rewrite this journey. But the thing that really helped me rewrite the journey was learning the relationship with myself and healing my I can'ts and I'm not good at and healing those things and rewriting my own personal language has really changed that. And I think that that's something that is so often left out of the health journey. So I know that that's on the horizon. Hmm, this is so exciting. I didn't I didn't know that was coming and I could not be more excited for you, especially um you kind of potentially holding a group space. It feels like partially the journey of the book was like one of the stepping stones to be mm. immerse yourself in a in a group of women who you're supported by and don't feel um there's no competition in in the space. So totally beautiful well and it led me to one of the other offers or one of the other authors who is holding a group space that i decided to dive into which is something never said that i would do and it has been the most amazing experience that i could possibly imagine i have said for you know the past two years like i'll i will never do another group setting i just don't like it i never feel supported i never feel held and having the book and then this next thing i'm like wow i feel so supported and so held that you know i'm i feel so much more prepared to jump into this group setting so i'm mm. excited about that magical magical so if someone wants to book a session with you if they want to contact you how can they enter your world share us all your your links instagram blog i am on instagram as channel pathways that is the best place to get a hold of me you can dm me i'm usually pretty proficient at responding because i like quick responses so i tend to be very fast with my responses um, because I'm one of those people when people don't respond quickly, my doubts set in, all of my things set in, like what did I do wrong, what did I blah, 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 all that stuff. So I'm usually a very fast responder because I don't like anyone to sit in that space of the unknown. Um, my website is channelpathways.com. On there is also my blog. Um, it's called And So I Write, mm -hmm. um, where I share a lot about my journey and a lot about the space that I'm in now, right? Like making this this transition from being in a healing space to being in a healed space where my journey is no longer just about the healing process. Now it's about the things that happened after you have transitioned into the space where you're holding space for other people to heal and the healing that comes from that. And so I share a lot about that journey and just continue to hold space for women to see that they're not alone and that they don't, not even just women, people in general, 
um, that they're not alone. And I think that's the most important part. There's this community that needs to be built. And I think tying back to Magdalene, this is one of her strongest points. She is awakening people all over the world. And so many of them have shown up in my DMs. So many of them have shown up in my space because she really wants to build a community. She is one of the biggest allies on the other side right now for people who don't feel worthy to tap in to the other side. Because she wants to remind you that even though you don't perhaps look worthy to the outside world, because that's the portrayal that she had too, that you are 100% worthy on the inside. And that's the part that the people on the other side see. They're not looking at the portrayal of what other people see. They're only looking at what's inside. And so we can tap into that. We can allow her into that space. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared today. This has been, we could probably be here for a couple hours. So we'll do round two um, another day. And I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for just everything that you've shared. I feel seen. I hope you feel seen. I hope everyone who listens to this today just feels seen to be who they are, to know their worth, to remember who they truly are. So thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you so much for holding this space. I have loved this so much. I Yes, I could definitely talk for hours. I love talking about this kind of stuff. I love sharing my journey. Um, and I love helping people feel seen and heard because that's always been my biggest battle. And so when you can say you feel seen and you feel heard through my words, like my mission today is done. <laughs> I can go back to bed. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you everyone for supporting this talk show, podcast, live interview series, whatever we want to call it. Make sure to grab your copy of Legacy Speaks on May 7th. Support everyone who has contributed to this incredible project. Like, whew, we're all going to have a couple of tears on that day because it is a momentous day where we're sharing our stories as women. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Have a beautiful day, everyone. And I'll see you on Thursday. Bye.